Hey, woman, quiet down. I'm listening to the Four Dog Chronicles radio show. Hey, everybody, my name is Papa Top Fisk. For listening to an interview my father did with John Pinman back in June. Enjoy part one. This installment of the Fedora Chronicles radio show is brought to you by Zazzle, where you can find retrocentric styled products created by some of our staff members. You're going to find these products and more by going to zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles. In this episode of the Fedora Chronicles radio show, I asked John Penman a couple of questions in an effort to get to know the craftsman behind the craftsmanship. Here, John Penman talks about his favorite motion pictures, some of his favorite movie hats, and the long road he took to become the hatter that he is today. Enjoy the show. So here on the uh, on the line here, I have Mr. John Penman from Penman Hats. John, obviously, the the first question I always like to ask is, what's your favorite movie? My favorite movie, I guess it's a toss up between Casablanca and Raiders of the Lost Ark. You know, that's funny because it's like everybody who I ask who's on the electric speakeasy always gives me almost always the same. And the answer is, is like, what is it about these two that that always come up as everybody's favorites? Uh, for me, uh, I don't know, the, 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 the time period in which they circle around, uh, the hats, of course, because, you know, being a big, you know, hat nut as I am, uh, I love both of those hats, and both of those hats kind of made a lasting impression with me, because the first time I saw Bogey wearing that hat in that movie, I was like, wow, you know, and I like that, you know, I, I want one, I want one like that, but I'm a little kid watching this black and white movie, and, uh, just totally taken by the whole thing, the trench coat, the hat, you know, everything he did, you know, Humphrey Bogart and just was taken by it. And that's what kind of led me into being a big Bogart fan and, and getting into hats and everything. And then later when seeing the Raiders movie, the it was just that time period, the action. It was a lot of fun. You lose the borders when you watch that movie. You know, it takes me back to being a, a kid again. And then, of course, it has this very distinct hat that had a huge impression on me to to get into hat making. Yeah, I hear you. Um, which is kind of funny because the next question that I wanted to ask you is, is like, what is the best movie hat besides the one in Raiders of the Lost Ark? And you just answered it right there, I think. Well, I think there's plenty, but I think, yeah, my, I would, for me, the best movie hat would be the Raiders hat. But then the next one after that would be, of course, uh, Bogey's hat in uh, in some of the different movies because he wore the, a couple of those hats a, a few times. I, I, I believe there was one hat that he wore in several different movies that was his hat. Yeah. It kind of, it, it kind of made sense because – it, you know, you know how it is to find that one right hat that looks really good on you, that one style, and it just fits you to, to the T. And there was one style that fit him really well, and it only made sense that he would bring it into him with uh, the different movies. I understand, and I'm not sure if you could answer this. I think we have another hat guy who is uh, like our he- resident hat expert, but I'll get to that later. But I had read somewhere that Humphrey Bogart wore from the Maltese Falcon to – I think it was Dead Reckoning. It was the same fedora. That's what I hear. That's what I read. And it only made sense because here it is. It looked perfect for him. And he yeah. knew it. I mean, look at it. It looked fantastic. I mean, he wore that thing really well. He wore it really well, and he wore it to death. Um, the other thing I is – that hat should. <laughs> every hat. You know, it's not It's not enough just to buy a fedora. You literally have to wear it out. you got to live in that thing, man, and uh, make it your own and own it. You know, what I tell customers, you know, own your hat. I said – 
So, and they say, why does this person look good in this hat? And I don't, you got to own the hat you got to put the hat on, you got to wear it and you got to make it yours. And you can tell when one guy is just new to hats, he hasn't owned his hat yet. And a guy who's been wearing it for years, he just plops it on and all of a sudden it's instantly his. Yeah. I also have to throw out an honorable mention to uh, Steve Delk, our mutual friend, because the adventure belt that I got, uh, I, I literally wore that every day for four or five years. I got the same deal. One of my, my first hat from Steve is it was my go-to hat all the time, and I wore that thing to death. I mean, it's still a great hat and everything like that, but now I've owned several of his and, and making my own now that I've kind of retired it a little bit, but I do pull it out once in a while to wear it, but I love it. It's my favorite hat, and if I had to have only one hat, it would be that hat. And I think part of the, the, part of the thing was is that it just got better the older it got, and the more worn in it got, the better it got. It's like a nice, comfortable pair of shoes. Yeah, or a really well-loved, comfortable hat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That also brings up another question. Do you ever get sick and tired of making the same hat over and over and over again? Do you wish that people would shop for variety? Uh, I don't know if I get tired of the of making the same hat over and over and over again, but um, because I don't feel like I'm making the same hat over and over again. But I do make a lot of brown hats, I'll, I'll say that, and uh, it is a... I do get excited when I see a different color, different style, and stuff like that. And it, it happens. You know, last month I didn't make a single indie hat, and I was kind of shocked and kind of disappointed. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, no, I don't want to say I get sick and tired because I, I just like it and I experiment all the time. So, you know, I enjoy making, a, you know, pretty much every aspect of the hat. And it doesn't matter what hat I'm making, but it is refreshing when you see a different color that you haven't done in a while. Uh, that is always refreshing. Yeah, that's one of the things about um, fedoras is that uh, as far as making it your own, and it's a, it's a very organic product, whether it's the, the felt body, the, the liner, or the, the sweatband, because I was visiting with Doug Palumbo this past Memorial Day, and I looked at his electric speakeasy fedora, and I was really surprised and shocked, whereas it's like on the surface, yeah, it really does look just like just like the one that you made for me, and yet he really owns it. He really wears it in a totally different way, and it looks like something something totally different. But for people who, who make movie hats, I don't really understand how is it that you could work to make them all look the same, because obviously someone like Harrison Ford, all the fedoras have to look exactly the same. And it's like, is there a procedure to that, or you just got to be really careful? I don't know. I didn't make any hats for Harrison Ford, so I couldn't answer that. I think Steve Delk could answer that, that better than I could. Uh, but I think, you know, just go, you know, talking to Steve as much as I do, and, 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 and uh, I would say that um, it's more the person handling the hat um, when he gets on set or location, stuff like that, that to, they're at to make sure the crease stays the same and, you know, nothing gets tweaked differently because here it is. You're – Fedora Chronicle hat and Doug's hat look slightly different is because the two people handling it. Yeah. Uh, and that's why I tell people when they buy a Raiders hat for me, uh, they go, I, I want an idol grab. I want a, chuck, a, a truck chase scene. And they, they name all these scenes that they want. And I'm more than happy to crease it as best I can to, to meet that uh, demand. But knowing in the back of my head, if I made you a, an idol grab, Raiders hat and myself and idol grab Raiders bash in about six months to a year that they're not going to look exactly the same because you handle your hat differently yep. nuances and our, on our shapes of our heads and everything. And it's the way we storm, keep them, handle it. All that kind of changes. So six months, a year down the line, it's going to become a idol Raider Eric hat. And I'm going to have a Raiders idol penman hat. 
so they're going to take on their unique ways, just like shoes. Shoes wear differently on different people. Exactly. Exactly. Um, now, would this be a good time to talk about going topless for the summer? You used to be a personal trainer. I think that you'd be the perfect person to ask. What could I do right now to look better for, for summer? That's, that is a, that did throw me for a curve, i got to tell you that. But I haven't done that in a long time since I was in New York being a fitness trainer. But here it is. I never gave people diets because here it is. If you go on a diet, you're eventually going to go off a diet. So to me, it's always about a lifestyle change. Are you willing to make the changes to improve your lifestyle, to get a more healthier lifestyle? Uh, to me, the best thing to do is to start with that first meal. When you wake up and you, you, you break that fast from the evening, try to pick something healthy and balanced. Most likely your mom and dad you know, gave you balanced meals when you were a kid. Uh, that is a good place to start. You, know, you, you break your meals up protein, complex carbohydrates, you know, you know, you have your fruit and vegetables, you have your starch, you have your protein and balance of, you know, three equal proportions and break up every meal that way. Breakfast is the most important. So if I was going to clean up my uh, act, I would start with that first meal and say, I'm going to clean up breakfast from now on. And I'm going to do that for the next two, three, four weeks. And then after that, I'm going to change my lunches and I'm going to clean that up. Um, the big things that are really uh, hard are sh sugars, alcohol, and cheese. Those are the hardest, you know, because you got all the fats and the oils and like that. So if you can try to cut down or eliminate some of those, uh, that's going to do wonders. And then be if you're not active, start being a little active. Go out on walks, running, bicycling, just do something fun that's outdoors that gets you more active. That's a good way to start and not try to start into this huge, big regiment that is doomed to failure. Start small and slowly change your lifestyle to a more healthier, active one. I threw you like that because I, I knew that I would get the gears going. But how did you make the transition from being a personal trainer to a hat maker? Well, there was a, there was a couple steps in between, but they, yeah. Uh, see, it was always, uh, I was a personal trainer waiting on the list for the New York Fire Department for them to call. And then, uh, so fitness training, I was always, you know, you know, I was a skinny little kid who, uh, but uh, wanted to, to be more and everything, and I always wanted to be a firefighter, and so fitness is a huge part of it, especially for the FDNY. Uh, so I had to become more active, more fit, and to compete with guys who are larger and stronger and better than I am. So I had to, and, and I and I was kind of you know I was into it, you know, the whole fitness thing, um, and so the firefighting I did that uh, firefighting there, and they came out here the, uh, to the West Coast and then did that uh, firefighting for seven years. And then because of uh, my chronic neck and back pain, I had to walk away from my pursuits in the fire service. And luckily, because of a friendship with Steve Delkey, helped me with my other love, which was fedoras. And so long story short, I started dabbling in that, and it became something that blew up in my face and became this full-time uh, passion, full-time job. You know, So I went from fitness trainer to firefighter to hat maker and those are just the big those are just the big hurdles they're not the little jobs here and there that was bouncing around there's all there's a million of them well that's the end of part one of my interview with john penman that we had back in june 
In part two, John and I will talk about the future of Penman Hats, and we'll also have a surprise or two. The Fedora Chronicles radio show is brought to you by Zazzle, home of our various retro-centric and electric speakeasy-themed products. You can find us by going to zazzle.com slash fedorachronicle. A special thanks to my sons, H-Bomb and Coppertop, for doing our introductions. Great job, boys, but you're still not going to be able to see pictures of Daddy from the 1980s. Special thanks to you, our listeners. I hope that you've enjoyed this installment, and we'll tune in for our next show in two weeks. Until then, this is Eric Renderking Fisk signing off. Keep your chins up and your fedoras on. 